Good morning, everybody, and welcome, welcome to all. That gospel reading you just heard, you've probably heard it a million times before, right? It's, uh, it's one of those classics, if you will, and um, every year it comes up again and again. It seems to me, though, that to really fully understand what it's about, you need to put it into a larger context. And the context is this, that is, when Jesus was on earth, uh, he confronted different groups of people. But the one group of people that he had a difficult time with were the religious leaders of the day, that is, the scribes and the Pharisees. And the scribes and the Pharisees continued to complain because they said, this man, meaning Jesus, this man uh, uh, meet, meets with sinners, with, with prostitutes and uh, sinners, and even, even dines with them. And if he is who he says he is, how could he possibly do that? And so that's the context, if you will, for this gospel reading. That is because of their uh, under, lack of understanding in terms of who he was, then he told this story or this parable. Often referred to, of course, as the parable of the prodigal son. And everybody knows, about, everybody knows about the son, how he went to the father. He says, give me my share of the estate that is coming to me. And the father did exactly that. He went off to a distant land where we're told he squandered his money on loose living. And then he found himself destitute. He didn't even have the clothes on his back and didn't know what to do. And so he says, I will return to my father's house and I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. Make, make, me, make me a servant. So that's in a sense uh, what happened. Uh, but when he comes home, he discovers, he discovers that the father is waiting for him and that the father threw his arms around him and is so excited to have him back home. But isn't that sort of strange, especially those of you who are fathers or grandfathers here today? Think about that scenario. If, if one, your son or even your daughter comes up to you and says, give me half the estate, I want my part. And so it just in a sense, in, in a sense just disappears, uh, goes to a far distant country. What would your reaction be? First of all, would you give him half the estate, number one? But number two, even if you did, and if he comes back with nothing but the clothes on his back, what would your reaction be? Would you give him the cold shoulder? Would you even talk to him? Would you even wait to see him? And if you would, then you're a little different than I am, perhaps. So the reaction, the reaction of the father is amazing. And in a sense, you know, the key, the key figure in the, in the gospel reading is not the son who was a sinner. Rather, the key figure is the father. You could say the foolish love of the father. So much so that we're told that when the son approaches him, first of all, he runs out to meet him. He throws his arms around him and he kisses him. And he says, put a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet. Let's have a celebration because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. It's a, a 
just doesn't work like that. It seems so stupid, doesn't it, that that would actually happen. So those who were listening probably were scratching their heads and saying, what are they really talking about here? And hopefully it dawned on them, as it would dawn on us after a period of time, he's really not talking about an ordinary human father. Rather, what he's talking about there is he's talking about God the Father. And what's really at stake here is the whole question of the image of God. In other words, who is the God, who is the God that you worship? And the problem, the problem with the Jewish people at the time was their God was too small. Their God only, only dealt with good people. And if you expected God to deal with you, then you had to be good. Whereas really what's at stake here is this God who goes out to, to this horrible sinner. He goes out, reaches him, embraces him, and has a celebration. So it really, it really is talking about who God is in relationship to the people of his time. But remember, it's not just about who God is in relationship to the Jewish people back then. It's also who God is in relationship to each and every one of us. Who is the God that you worship in your life? What is he really like? Now, you look at the very first reading today's Mass from the book of Exodus, and we find the Jewish people, the Jewish people uh, were, were very sinner, sinners at the time, and yet we're told that God was about to destroy them, but because of uh, the intervention of Moses, uh, he was merciful. Similarly, in the second reading, Paul talks about himself. He says, I was a sinner and a blasphemer, but because of the mercy of God, I am who I am. He says, Christ Jesus came on earth to forgive sinners. So it is a tremendous message, not just for back then, for the people of that time, it's a tremendous message for all of us. God loves each and every person. And no matter how big a sinner you are, he still loves you and he's continually reaching out to you like I reached out to the prodigal son and he's calling you back into back into relationship with you. That truly is the message of the reading today. And of course, all of us who are, who are here, we are what we call disciples, like the early apostles, okay? And disciple, disciple really is meant to, to follow, to follow in the footsteps of the master. And if you really, if you really embrace that wider concept of God, then you are truly, and live it in your daily life, then you are truly a disciple in the best sense of the word. But I think, you know, nowadays, I think the challenge is not just to be a disciple. The challenge is to be what we call a missionary disciple, somebody who has a mission in life, somebody really who wants to make a difference, not just in their own life, but in other people's lives. And I truly believe that you, if you have that larger concept of who God is, that God is, as you say, God is mercy, God is love, God is forgiveness. If you truly believe that, then you have a tremendous message to share with other people. And furthermore, as you endeavor to uh, impart that message, you can be quite sure that God's Spirit will be with you every step along the way. So I would just like to conclude with uh, a quotation. It's a quotation from Pope Francis, uh, who was a great writer, and one of his most, most recent books was 
the joy of the gospel. It was published in, in 2015. But this is what, Paul, uh, what Pope Francis says. He says, in every activity of evangelization, the primacy belongs to God, who calls us to cooperate with him, and who leads us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he concludes by saying, God asks everything of us, yet at the same time, he offers everything to us. Amen. <laughs>